Hey listeners, you're tuning in to a podcast about kids in the hall that easily veers off into mature subject matter and includes a whole heck of a lot of swearing. Enjoy the show, eh? Welcome to Kith and Tell, the podcast where all of the hosts have elaborate plans for beating up their dads. When we're not committing patricide, we review every episode of The Kids in the Hall and ask the questions no one else dares to, like, you've got the will to do it, but do you have the quiet shoes? <laughs> and why is old Ian so hard to get a jump on? I'm Hans Seidemann in Prince Rupert, BC, and I'm joined begrudgingly today by Stu Derek Kotick in Vancouver, Canada. Hey, Stu. Uh, mayonnaise, mayonnaise, <laughs> yum, yum, yum. <laughs> I'm so glad we agree. Also with us today in Vancouver is Trevor Record. I use antlers in all of my decorating. My water guy, that cast on. The first take was better, Kalina. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks a lot, <laughs> Kalina. <laughs> and finally, the lady of the hour, all the way from London, England, we Whoa. have Kalina McCortoff. My dog will win a pageant someday. <laughs> she's not pooping on the bench. All right. Today we'll be reviewing episode 13 of season 2, which aired on December 4th, 1990. So let's start today's episode with our rundown of sketches. Today we have Bust the Queen, where a couple of good cops talk about a common cop's dream. Uh, Head Crusher and Physical Therapy, in which a couple of street toughs injure our hero's hand and he's forced to find the strength to come back. Uh, Don't Love My Dad, a touching tale of being honest with your parents. Abusive Drunk Dad, where Kevin turns what should be a therapy session into a comedy sketch. <laughs> S&M pair, in which Mark and Bruce explore the more mundane aspects of being into S&M. Shelley Long, the cops are back with their <laughs> burdens on their minds and the names of actresses <laughs> on the tips of their tongues. Shelley Long. Shelley Long. Uh, knocked Unconscious, in which Kevin hits his head and suddenly becomes Cabbage Head. Gross. <laughs> uh, Shelley Long, where Mark's hanging out drinking milk and Bruce gets his memory jogged. I think he's drinking cream, by the way. Is it? Makes very little difference. Yeah, <laughs> it's a dairy-based drink. It's oh a dairy wow, based. that is it's a hot. A... You think that there's no difference between drinking milk and drinking cream? Stu, you save are it for a loser. I used to drink buttermilk straight, which is probably why I was such a chubby kid. Oh my god, that's disgusting. <laughs> Speaking wow. of drinking buttermilk, the next sketch is Gavin pestering mom, oh. where Gavin is back, and he sure is annoying, but is he funny? Um... <laughs> Then there's Couple Disowns Son, in which the kids act out what they imagine their parents wished they'd done when they were kids. Ooh. Um, and then finally, we have Ever Beat Up Your Dad, in which the kids act out how they now feel about their parents as a result of all that. All right, well, let's get started with a segment I'm calling Daddy Issues. Uh, I don't know about the rest of you, but to me, this episode felt very heavy on the family therapy t- Ooh, types yes. of sketches. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, boy. <laughs> Um, I mean, first there's cops musing about not loving their dad, followed immediately by Kevin's recreation of growing up with an alcoholic father, but just in sketch form. Um, and then they finish the episode with a couple of sketches. The first there's disowning, a couple disowning their son, and a bit where all the kids just talk about how they'd beat up their dads. 
the daddy drank sketch in particular felt like Kevin taking a portion of his actual therapy session and turning it into a sketch. And we've talked before about how the kids' various childhood challenges kind of have impacted how they do the show. But what I'm interested in today is asking, are these kinds of sketches funny? And if so, what makes a good working funny therapy style sketch as opposed to just an uncomfortable segment you have to just steal yourself and make it through? Um, I feel like there's no one more qualified to talk on this subject than Stu, so why don't you take it away? Uh, I love this episode. I love that kind of tense, dark humor, especially in the family context, as you guys know. But I would disagree a little bit. Like, I don't read these as therapy sketches, per se. I, like... You know, maybe it's a bit of an arbitrary distinction, but, like, I think that's taking damage and making it funny rather than, like, cathartically exercising your your, your path. Like, I, I see the Freak Show episode as much more therapy-esque because it's like, no, I don't do that. Look, I'm setting boundaries as opposed to, like, mm. you know, turning these um, dark moments from their childhood into something funny and, like, getting to have that power both collectively with their buddies as the troop and also with the audience mm-hmm. um it's hard to say what makes that kind of sketch funny because it's like it's so personal and i think it can easily go into too personal and kind of alienate people but i think the composition of the troop is such that they tend to have a bit of an advantage by virtue of being like they lean into going too far or like we you know they, they talk about how they never tried to be edgy but like the show is edgy it is very groundbreaking in the mm. kind of subject they do the tone they take you know the kind of like subversion of the whole suburban life like we've seen so many abusive dads we only see more of them i, I want to push back on you Stu, just a little bit here on on one point which is that so in the in particular in this episode we had the daddy drank sketch which if it was just the the segments of Dave Foley being a drunk dad, which I thought were actually really well done and really funny, then that would be one thing. But it just kept cutting to Kevin, who had no comedic offering yeah. to add. It was really just Kevin talking about having an alcoholic dad, and that's what made it feel more therapy therapy style. And but, that's and that makes me wonder, like, is if if you take that out. To me, that is a funny therapy sketch, yeah, but it, to me, it works less because it's included. So I, I disagree because they're, the first time it cuts to Kevin, otherwise it would have been too samey and weird if it's just kept Dave talking into the camera. Like, maybe it would have worked, but I think that's a little bit one note. And I disagree because the, when it cuts to Kevin and he's sitting there and he's just like, Daddy drank. That is a hilarious moment. And <laughs> I, I just found it uncomfortable. Yeah. I think part of the reason it's so uncomfortable, and we'll come into this in our Kids Say the Darnest Things, is because we know from reading the book that yeah. this is almost verbatim what happened to Kevin. And I think if we had a bit fresher eyes, we would see it as fun. Like, if you're an outsider and you see this, that's really funny. And that's what I mean about it being kind of hmm. positive. That, like, you get to take this and make it a joke for people to laugh at, and they think you're very clever. You know? Maybe. Trevor, what do you think? Uh, the more you think about the reality of it, the more uncomfortable it is. That yeah. it's not actually Kevin, the late 20s comedian, telling you this, but Kevin, the seven-year-old who thinks maybe his drunk dad legitimately will one day try to murder him, and he grows <laughs> up thinking that, you know? no, it's yeah. But that's, that's what I mean about it being so positive, though, is then you get to be an adult and be like, look, it's funny, right? I have some distance. I'm not actively traumatized by this. <laughs> Except I'm talking about it on stage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you're still carrying it around because you're making sketches about it, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh, 
how about you, Kalina? What do you think? It, it, are, I mean, really, the question I really want to answer is, are, are these sketches funny? And if they, if they are, how, what is it that makes them funny? And if they're not, what is it that makes them go astray? Yeah, the interesting thing about sort of like all of these taken collectively as a theme is just like what a mixed bag of tone they are. Because I mean, mm. I did quite like the couple disowning their son sketch as I myself am skeptical about these uh, prospective joys of parenting. Um, I also um, like the thematic intro kind of with the scop ske- cop sketch um, where Bruce says he's never told his dad he loves him and yet they ask why and he's like, well, because I don't. Um, which is not <laughs> yeah. what you oh, expect. I thought that was the worst of the cops. Like that, well, that's where the cops yeah. are the most mayonnaise-y. Mm. No. Oh, yeah. oh. Well, that's why, but that's that's why just, Kalina and I like them. It was so unexpected. But yeah, like as we're kind of saying, it does kind of get dark during the daddy drank sketch. And I think I, I agree that, um, you know, if it was just the Dave Foley bits, it kind of would have stood in a different, in a different light. So it would have been probably part of the lighter tones because I feel like even though Kevin is trying to, he's kind of almost playing that narrative bit in a lighthearted way. It doesn't stick for me. Like you can tell that that's not actually how he feels. And it's weird because like, I think even, even though we said we've read the kids' biography and we know this is super close for heaven, Kevin, like I remember watching these and knowing that this was personal, you know, like I don't think it's yeah. that far of a stretch to to get that from the delivery. I was just about to say, I feel like if another kid did that role, it would have the sketch would have worked better. I feel like there was something inherent in Kevin's delivery that made it feel painful. And yeah. that, which is hard. I think to put it's, a finger on. I think it's because you're all weak. And you, <laughs> it's because you're all weak and you love Kevin. You're like, Kevin's not allowed to be sad. He has to no, dance he's totally and clap allowed. his hand. He totally is allowed to. He just should be better at doing it on stage. It's so funny and you're all insane. Uh, anyway, but as, as a closing note, I, I think how the kids would beat up their dads is kind of like almost the encompassing of the balancing act for how they've kind of played out this theme through the episode because, you know, they obviously they're explaining, um, you know, how they would beat up their dad, kind of hearkening back to the things that have pissed them off, like, the you know, the the lawn that their dad loves or like the stupid Marlin that uh, Dave's dad hangs above the TV. But then they, they kind of cap it off by explaining how they surprise their dad by telling him they love him, but almost with the same kind of aggressive tone. And so I think that was like, honestly, a saving grace and like a perfect mm. sort of denouement for that whole, whole episode. I think you totally totally missed the point on that one because the kids go through imagining how they would attack and most of them murder their fathers. Oh no, yes. I know, I get that. And then, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they're like, but like, and to be like, it's as inaccessible to murder my dad as it is to show genuine affection towards <laughs> yeah, him, which point. is maybe why I have fantasized about murdering him so much. <laughs> but that, but that's I think, but I think so that's dark. why. But I think, I think that kind of that love hate thing almost just kind of caps that sort of what I'm saying, like that emotional mixed bag of this theme throughout the episode. You know what I mean? Oh, I read it as just like the dads are so cold and distant that they can't even imagine showing affection towards them. The only have, way Bruce can yeah. tell old Ian he loves him is by jumping out of a tree onto him as he leaves for work. Exactly. I love you, Dad. Also, I love that part. It looks like Bruce breaks a little bit in that one. He does. He does. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what it is in that bit? So when he explains, well, of course, I'd have to get the jump on old Ian. And, and uh, <laughs> he's looking at Kevin and Kevin is kind of like wide eyed looking back at him. And you can tell that what breaks Bruce is the expression on Kevin's face. <laughs> oh, there's something so charming about it. It felt like it was coming from a really real place from all five of them. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree with that. I really liked this topic and I kind of want to talk a little bit more. Because when I saw the fight your dad part, I got the impression that even though in the skit it ends with Scott being like, I would never attack my dad. 
when he introduces it, I had the feeling like Scott has fought his dad before. <laughs> like I immediately had no question in my mind being like, you have thrown hands with your dad. <laughs> yeah. Was that just me? Um, I've never fought my dad. I'm trying to think. I think I could take my dad. I think I could take my old man. Uh, anyways, let's not get, let's not go there on this podcast. Well, I don't know if we uh, if we solved the the riddle of of how to make these sketches funny or if they ever are, but uh, but we talked about it. So I, lo- it's a, I love it's them. It's a podcast. I think, I think they're perfect. <laughs> no, that's that's not surprising. To the <laughs> um, all right. Well, following up on that, I figured that since this episode had Gavin in it, it was appropriate that we should include uh, the segment "Kids Say the Darndest Fucking Things" this week. Um, my actual favorite quote from this episode came from the Daddy Drank sketch, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be one or several of yours as well, so I'll leave it for the other three of you to pick Mm. up. But Mm. my runner-up is from the Beat Up Your Dad sketch, uh, which is when Bruce describes how he beat up his dad as, I dropped from a tree. Well, it's so obvious I'd need to get the jump on old Ian. And then I'd pick up some of his lawn and I'd club him with it. I'd shame him with his own lawn. <laughs> so you were <laughs> saying earlier that you think Bruce breaks because he's looking at Kevin, which I'm sure is an aspect of it. But I think part of it is like they have bitched about their dads to each other before. And when he says mm-hmm. Ian, I think what makes him laugh is that he's like, oh, I've told you this verbatim. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. Uh, Trevor, how about oh, yours? Oh, mine would also be from the dad sketch, actually. I like I like Dave's, though, because he's like, yeah, wait till he's in the den watching Elf, eating off a TV tray, wearing those slippers. And then I, and then I'd blind him with salt, bash him on the head with a channel changer, and then I'd take down that big marlin over the bar. You know, the stuffed marlin I've been staring at all my life. I'd take that baby down and, well, no more elf today, daddy. Who actually watched Elf? That's a question. Like tons oh, of people. It was a very <laughs> popular television show. Was I was a young uh, child when Elf was on TV, and I remember being excited about there being an alien on TV. But Trevor, I loved that Dave line mostly because of his little laugh at the end. It was like, "No more Elf today, Daddy!" Like yeah, he's, daddy. he has this glee in his eyes. Just fantastic. It is true. Kalina, what about you? I actually didn't think this was a very quote-strong episode, so I'm struggling a little. Um, well, I didn't really like the head crusher in the physical therapy sketch. It really gets oh me when God. Mr. Tizik is being wheeled around the hospital by Nurse Kevin and keeps asking for for, for Dimmy Dabby, I think, which is trying to ask for Demerol. Yes. And Kevin yeah, says, like, Kevin says nearly inaudibly, you say Dimmy Dabby again and I'll hit you. And that, <laughs> yes. and that exchange just really tickled me. But um, I guess I'll give it to Gavin, who very much reminds me of uh, myself as a smartass annoying kid when he's trying to pester his mom for chocolate chips and says mom it's true in France every kid is forced to drink a bottle of wine with every meal and also they just stare off because because there are no TV sets there so logically some chips might be a very fine thing (laughs) (laughs) That that is a good bit that Gavin is not the strongest Gavin in terms of I lines. totally agree. I totally it's like, agree. It's, it's still really good. I love seeing Gavin. It sounds good. But some of his reactions are incredible. He's just like goggle-eyed <laughs> staring at his mom. It's fantastic. Just, he can, all he can do is go in circuitous routes of really awful rumored mythologies of faraway places to figure out how to get some chocolate chips from his mom. <laughs> so logically, some chips might be a very fine thing. And then oh, completely melt down and eat a fish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this and is I why no how, one should have children. <laughs> I love how he fights with the fish for a bit. Like, it's just ripping around his mouth. And you can tell his mom's like, maybe we can get the fish. Oh, you swallowed it. Uh, I swam inside me. 
Yeah, it swam inside me. <laughs> um, I didn't eat it. I, I didn't actually me. think about the connection between this and like the following sketch where uh, they're they're saying we shouldn't have had a child and the joys of parenting are a lie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we think, oh, by the way, I want to point out they don't disown their son. They just publicly denounce him <laughs> as if he had committed some yeah. horrific crime. <laughs> mm. okay. Well, Stu, uh, speaking of which, what's your favorite line from the episode? Okay, so I feel like I actually have to do some work here because you were saying someone's probably going to do this one and nobody else did. So the one from Daddy Drank is the first line where it's, All right now, son, I want you to get a good night's rest. And remember, I could murder you while you sleep. (laughs) It's easy, son. All you have to do is be quiet and willing to do it. And son, I am willing to do it. And I've got quiet shoes. Good night, son. Sleep well. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was definitely my favorite line from the episode. And when Dave, he picks up his his foot to show yes, him that he has quiet it's when, shoes. It's when Dave says, "And I've got quiet yeah. shoes." And I've got quiet and shoes. Like, and shoes willing to, to do it. It's incredible. It's like it's so weird and passive aggressively threatening. And Dave's delivery as like both passive aggressive psychopathy and yes. like but while still being like believably drunk is actually kind of delightful because he does that thing like yeah him picking up the foot is such a drunk person move you're like I gotta, <laughs> sh- I gotta show the kid the feats <laughs> as, if, as if you don't are. know where they are <laughs> and I have to yeah. this other line and I have to apologize because as a word that I don't like to use but I want to bring it up because apparently from the book this is something that Kevin's dad said to him directly when he came home really? from school which yes. was oh son son how many girls called you today oh zero and how many girls called you yesterday? Oh, let me guess, zero? You know what they say, son. Zero plus zero equals fag. Any other number times, any other number equals fag. Think about it, you little mathematician. Which is awful, but like, again, I, I love that Kevin gets to make a joke out of that. And like, kind of have some ownership over the horrific verbal abuse he suffered at the hands of his dad. <laughs> Yet another reason why I don't. And necessarily agree that therapy on screen it makes for good comedy. Mm. But, you know, neither here nor there. I totally disagree. It always comes from a place of pain. That's you, you're just not badly damaged enough. I'm just, I, I'm just not damaged enough to appreciate <laughs> exactly. it. That's fair. I had an idyllic childhood. Um, <laughs> that's not true, but it... Uh, oh, you want to do some therapy on the air? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if I'm being honest, I mean, uh, I'm a product of divorce. No, okay. I'm cutting that bit. <laughs> Anyways. It. Before we talk about our favorite sketch of the episode, uh, let's hear everyone's best kid and worst kid for the episode. Uh, I'll start us off and say that this week, best kid is a close call for me because uh, Dave and Bruce are both great. But in the end, I think Dave takes the cake yet again. Um, As much as I didn't care for Daddy Drank as a sketch, Dave was amazing in it um, and had the best line of the episode when he talks about those quiet shoes. Mm -hmm. Um, And on this rare occasion, I think the worst kid goes to Kevin, whose character in the Knocked Out sketch was just kind of a cheap 80s comedy asshole gag uh, and whose therapy as a sketch concept fell flat for me. Um, I also found his passive aggressive approach to beating up his dad to be the low point of that sketch, just kind of. It, it just oh, kind of but it, just kind of flat anyway so yeah. sorry it was sweet, so real though <laughs> i'm sure it was but uh yeah sorry sweet kevin boy i love you but this one was a meaty stinker yeah <laughs> i mean for all of you guys that ha- keep saying like oh you only like a sketch because it has kevin in it this time he gets worst boy 
Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, no, Ooh. so he, yeah, he did Kalina, flop. Kalina, you've turned. <laughs> sorry, Kevin, you did flop this episode. I feel like we never we never said sorry to Dave. We just said F you, Dave. And then now we're no, just like, sorry, Kevin. We, we did Kevin. a whole episode about how we no, were wrong. No, I know. I'm saying when we used to shit on him. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, but we, <laughs> yeah. all, we all still feel like we have to apologize to Kevin. Sorry. Um, sorry. So, yeah, there. I mean, there was, was that earlier sketch um, in the season where he was sort of that dirtbag song singing uh, person. Just, just, yeah, sort of was just like enough to make you laugh. But this mm-hmm. one where he, you know, was um, knocked out for a couple of days in a room and like kept almost seeing like underage girls undress. It was just like really gross. <laughs> and yeah, like as as we've said now multiple times, that sort of public therapy session was just a bit too real and daddy drank. So um, Bruce gets best, best kid um, for a mix of the police department lines, Gavin and his part in the um, very short S&M duo. Um, I wonder if they ever met Shelley Long. Uh, right? <laughs> That's a good question. They must have. <laughs> I, I will say I really, I did really like Bruce in the S&M bit. Like he was just such a, I don't know, He's a weirdly beautiful woman in that. That scene. is not a I, Kathy, I'll tell you that. No, that's, that's true. Not a Kathy. Ruined slow That might be the cousin Kathy that's like the dark sheep. The black sheep. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I totally agree. <laughs> I loved, I loved Bruce and the SNM duo. One because he absolutely shaved his legs to go into those stockings. Oh, which I didn't even fantastic. notice. <laughs> and they look. He's, he's got nice legs. I was really excited to see that. He's got nice gams. He's got great <laughs> gams. gams. And the delivery was great for such a short scene. I thought that worked really well. Mm-hmm. I I thought that some of the cop ones were really weak in this. Like, Bust the Queen was pretty cute, but it was like, yeah, this I, I'm starting. To, it's starting to feel kind of samey and mayonnaisey to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's much better than Helen's as a condiment being forced down your throat. But it is a good, it is a good condiment. But like, it, it's a little. <laughs> no, we agree. It's a good condiment. It's a good, uh-huh, uh-huh. Stu, if you'll recall, you started this episode saying mayonnaise, mayonnaise, yum, yum, yum. You come over. <laughs> Can't retract that. Side. Can't Clearly retract facetious. that. That's that's Clearly now that's now uh, that's now podcast canon. Mm-hmm. Podcast canon. Stu loves mayonnaise. Did you get a worse kid in there, Stu? Oh, um, it is probably Kevin. Although I will say, as much as the um, knocked out guy doesn't really hold up now, which is more, also should have been a does this hold up? Yeah, true. but. Um, the the moment spoiler he, no <laughs> the moment where he leans back and bonks his head I thought was actually really funny he's that's just like true. well let me and it's just like immediately knocked out <laughs> the timing was quite good that's true the physical Trevor content. what about you uh, I'm gonna go with Bruce again as well uh, yeah seventy percent eighty percent of this episode is just basically him and Mark uh, and mm. it's one of the good Gavin sketches um, I also wanted to bring something up with Bruce that was bothering me. Do you guys notice there's just a lot of these little in-between sketch segments, especially this episode, but in this season generally, where Bruce is a pregnant woman? Is that yeah. him? Yeah. Oh, was it, it looked him? like... Are you sure? I couldn't tell if it was actually Bruce or if it was an actual woman I know. Well, who because just looked a lot like Bruce who was actually pregnant. How it's, do you so even have a... Kathy factory. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> it's where the Kathy's... He gives birth but, to them. Can you can you look like that realistically pregnant? Like, and how much effort did they have to go he's, like, to to do that? Shirtless, he's wearing like a bra, and the yeah. belly is like, so pronounced. I don't know. Uh, I, don't I don't know. know. Maybe it's it's his sister. <laughs> there was also an interstitial where Bruce was just a handsome boy. Yeah, and his camera true. follows him around. He's just just. Someone tell us was it was it Bruce? I Bruce. <laughs> tweet at us. It's tweet at one us. of the we'll thi- uncover this conspiracy. Look, that's on. one of the things about the this series that really sticks in my mind too is like just pregnant Bruce in black and white constantly being between everything, and it's not funny. It's just a weird image to see. You know, it's like oh, that's Bruce, <laughs> but he's super pregnant. Oh yeah, yeah. so yeah. ready to pop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, what about a worse kid? 
Trevor? Uh, you know, I don't want to kick Kevin while he's down, so I'll say it's <laughs> Wait, sorry, Scott, just because Scott's only in two sketches. Um, but his line at the kind of end of beat up your dad is one of the better laugh lines where he wouldn't beat up his dad. He loves him. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. One other thing I wanted to add was that um, even though I hated the uh, knocked out sketch, there was another uh, point towards Dave being the best boy of this episode in that his his like teenager who has conflict. He was like conflicted about whether he should have sex with this like girl. Yes. Um, like it was just his delivery was so perfect and pure and boyish. And I was just I was so happy with Dave for, you know, staying true to his values it was nice um (laughs) all right finally let's talk about our standout sketch of the episode and give it a rating out of five swallowed goldfish stew kick us off i really liked the head crusher in physical therapy like i know that didn't have that many lines but i liked kalina mentioned the like under the breath comments from kevin the nurse (laughs) which are great yes yes for jimmy jimmy again like just yeah. so done with it and it was mixed so low i thought that was great and scott's nurse is fantastic yes, in yes that. it is and the little like i don't usually like cutesy visual gags but i kind of love the cutesy visual gags where it's like making him rehabilitate his fingers with walking and then eventually it's like jumping hurdles i thought that was just so cute <laughs> and funny. into a pool full of ice yeah into the, i going to the pool it's like hey listen and just slaps him <laughs> It was really cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I just, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I love it. I oh, love no it. worries. Mm-hmm. As an aside, uh, I couldn't figure out what kind of sandwiches they were making and ever beat up your dad. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I, it must be tuna. I mean, Kat's like, I think that's just margarine. It could, it could also be chicken salad. Could be. It looked like they were just putting ice cream or mayonnaise in between. It the did kind of bread. look like that. <laughs> uh, so it was, how it was many, a Han special. <laughs> I give Head Crusher four broken fingers out of five, and I think the nice. worst for me wow. is a toss-up between Shelley Long, the cop one, or mm. Didn't Love My Dad, just because this is the one that like kind of made me start turning turning the corner on disliking cop episodes. They're pretty magnificent. interesting. Mm-hmm. Kalina, how about you? Yeah, you're wrong on the physical therapy <laughs> one. Um, no, no I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I don't feel. Mm. St- I wrote on my note that I hated it. I don't hate it. It was just like it was so long and annoying and took up way too much of the episode. Um, but my worst has to go to uh, the aforementioned Knocked Unconscious because despite Bruce's saucy mm-hmm. janitor dance at the end, um, it just, it, it, yeah, it was a bit too gross. Mm-hmm. Um, so one out of five for me. Um, not many strong sketches for me in this episode, but I will give it to Gavin, I guess, because we all have a goldfish eating chocolate chip yearning kid in all of us. Not onions this time, <laughs> chocolate chips. Um, so I'll give it three, <laughs> three out of five goldfish snacks. Yeah, yeah Gav- Gavin lies. He doesn't eat only onions. He also yeah. eats goldfish. <laughs> Everything <laughs> Gavin says is just a weird ploy for attention. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that Kalina is right on the money here, though. I also don't love that Knocked Unconscious, and I would only give it two leering perverts out of five. It's really <laughs> out of place with the kids in the hall sensibility somehow to me, you know? Um, oh, yeah. Gavin. I do, I do love the saucy janitor dance. I'm mm-hmm. glad you brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> he also is wearing like the same mustache bruises as he, as he does uh, in the episode where he has something on his face, like that piece of cucumber. Remember? Oh, when, yeah. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anywho. G- Gavin would get four drunk French kids out of five for me, though. It's <laughs> solid Gavin. Solid Gavin just That's... being a, a little little kid that, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I think uh, I'm I'm definitely with Stu on this. The win- the winner for me this week oh, is geez. clear, and it's it's head crusher and physical therapy, which honestly is like 
making a play to get into my all-time faves. I really, wow. really loved. I mm. really loved this head crusher. It's it's definitely my favorite of his head crushers. Um, his plaintive wail of "I can't" is so <laughs> sad and delightful. Um, his little finger exercises crack me up. <laughs> jumping over hurdles, like struggling to move, you know, rubber bands. Mm-hmm. Um, and Stu, you were absolutely right. Scott's persistent and firm nursing skills were so perfect. When she just slaps him, like to like <laughs> snap him out of it, was great. So I give it a healthy and wriggling four point five solid goldfish <laughs> out of five. Mm. All right, well, that's it for our Season 2, Episode 9 review. Join us next week for our Episode 10 review, which will be hosted by Trevor. Yay! Trevor! (laughs) In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at KithandTellPod or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash KithandTell. Weigh in on your best worst kids, your favorite sketch, and uh, enjoy my delightful gifts. (laughs) Thanks again for listening to Kith and Tell. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now I get the last word. (laughs) 